I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. Hello. Hello. Uh, you know, it's it's we had two episodes come out um, uh, over the course of two weeks, but of course we recorded them like two days apart from each other, so we actually <laughs> haven't talked for a little bit, uh, not since, uh, uh, I guess it would be... Two Wednesdays ago? I suppose it was, yeah. Because yeah. the last time we were talking, we were talking in person. Was that when mm-hmm. you were over for dinner? Maybe it was. Yeah, that would have been. Wow. Oh, that was the night of the lentil stew. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it has felt like it's it's been a little while. Um, how are you settling back into the tundra and the uh, blizzard? Good, actually. You know, <laughs> it's nice to have the sun back, uh, everything else aside. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of getting back into a work routine. Um, I started, mm. uh, also, I said a little while ago about, um, doing some wardrobe stuff, uh, for mm-hmm. a film. So I started that last week. Um, and I'm also doing, um, what do you call it? Script supervision, continuity stuff for that too. So. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. So I was hanging out a little bit, uh, doing that last week and then that'll be kind of my Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the next few weeks. So, yeah. So cool. Um, oh, I thought it also included Monday for some reason, but is it just Friday, Saturday, Sunday that you're doing it? Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So we can still record Mondays or whatever. So. Mm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And awesome. how's your uh, last little chunk of time been since since I vacated your city? <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot going on, actually. Uh, it's um, I'm having, uh, I pinched a nerve in my neck somehow, Ooh. and it's really painful that... Um, I thought that I was kind of like this ancient carpal tunnel thing I've dealt with on and off for a lot of my like mouse grabbing career. Mm -hmm. Um, But as it turns out, after I went to see my GP in person and she was like, this isn't, this is not carpal tunnel. Like you have Mm -hmm. a pinched nerve somewhere in your, in your spinal cord or neck or something. So a bunch of tests have been done and um, I'll be seeing her after you and I talk today and we'll kind (laughs) of, Uh, See, I've got my little heating pad all kind of set up on my back here and just trying to kind of take it easy. Um, That's actually been the theme of November. Like I usually write a theme on my little whiteboard Mm. and I wrote, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I know I'll overdo things otherwise. But um, so that it, it, it's annoying, but it's, you know, it's not life. Well, it is life altering because I have to, I'm squirming a lot. So if you'll notice I'm moving around more than I usually do, then that will be why I'll try to keep the noise. This microphone picks <laughs> up. Like if I like put my pen on the desk, it's like, so I'll try not to, um, to do that. But, um, yeah, so that's going on, which is just, you know, life, I suppose. And, um, had class this morning with the community capacity building, which was really rich. And, um, there's always so much learning in that, that I absolutely love it. But I also find that I need, I need, like I was saying in the text, I need to kind of swaddle myself in a blanket afterwards and just let my <laughs> nervous system take it all in and yeah. just kind of process it. And um, 
and giving myself that time to do that is is challenging for me. I'm not used to it. I'm used to running from thing to thing to thing. I get mm. a lot of I get a lot of my energy that way sometimes, but I'm finding that it's not sustainable and I have to figure out ways to just kind of allow myself that time to just feel yeah. things, feel the feels and you know, feel some tears. There was a few tears. It was quite emotional and I just needed to have that. Um before jumping in so that that energy isn't like jumping into the call with us. Like I've had my, my time with my blankie basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I can feel a little more present to, uh-huh. to you and our, our conversation. Yeah. So yeah, there's, um, there's stuff. Um, and, uh, Oh yeah. That I have a job interview tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't How say much can you tell me about that? <laughs> um, I can't say too much other than, um, they're an organization that are actively decolonizing their practices. They come from an intersectional feminist um, perspective. Uh, it's a new position, so um, that's juicy. I think there would be room for me to bring things in that I think would value, bring value in terms of storytelling and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I, something pretty big. I mean, we talk about work a lot, right? But something pretty big that's happening for me right now is understanding that um, the work that I have been doing in communications, um, there's a lot of it that actually revitalizes me and energizes me. Um, I just had found myself in a situation where my strengths and my assets um, weren't, um, weren't being recognized. And so it just ended up not being a good scene for me but it doesn't necessarily mean that I can't do that kind of work in the right situation with the right support and like you said Jordan and I think that was so smart when you said I can do the job I just need to know that I'm working with good people and I need to you know have support and um and I realized that maybe that was part of it for me too I've been screaming and yelling about having to like (laughs) change the whole way the work world is and realizing that maybe I could just work in an organization that sees what I have as being valuable and see how that goes. And now that I have this ADHD diagnosis and a little bit of awareness around it, um, I, that I can create and follow systems that will support me in that. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm probably placing a lot of importance on this thing and I don't know what the outcome is going to be yet, but I know I also do that thing where I hyper-focus on something I'm really excited about. And then if it doesn't work out, then I fall to pieces. So I should be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about, you know, like don't, don't, don't get pessimistic. Cause I think that for both of us generally having a positive outlook, despite how much we bitch on this show, I think we're mm. both generally like positive people with like a happy outlook on the world and a, uh, you know, a, a positive outlook about people and the nature of people. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, you can't, you can't let that cynicism creep in too much and and like you mm. know oh well, that's what's the point i probably won't even get it so i won't even apply blah, blah. <laughs> but at the same time yeah maybe don't like maybe just try and try and like get the I, i'm sure i don't need to tell you anything about this as a buddhist but uh, a little bit of detachment mm. from it so <laughs> yeah exactly as well as said the same thing is like don't hold on too tightly hold lightly and yeah don't be too emotionally invested in something that hasn't come to be just yet um And there was another thought that I was going to share about that. Oh, that when I first saw the job posting a few weeks ago, I read it and was like, oh, I don't do this one thing Mm. or I don't have the skill, that one skill. I had all the other ones. 
but I didn't apply because I was missing one skill on their job right. posting. Um, and <laughs> somebody from the community capacity program sent me the posting shortly before it was about to expire and said, I think you should apply to this. And I was like, oh, well, I, I don't have that one skill. And she was like, are you kidding? You have like <laughs> most of it and the values align. Like that's the most important thing. So right. um, I, you know, spent time last weekend putting all the stuff together, cover letter and everything, and then did it. But I just think that's like, I don't know if that's cynicism, imposter syndrome, like, and I, you know, I have heard that that's often a, a gender thing where women won't apply for a job unless they feel like they have mastery of all the things that are requested. And so they don't apply for half the jobs that they could yeah. do. And I've been kind of in that. I don't know if you, do you do that too, Jay? I mean, I know no, you I, I was going to say, call me Ms. Lane because I am the exact same way where even mm. if, even if I tick nine out of 10 boxes, that 10th box, and it's usually not even much of a box. It'll be like, you know, familiarity with some specific software suite. And it's like, that really isn't that much of a box. Like I could, I could get onto Coursera and probably solve that box over a weekend if I needed to or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, I, I do the same thing. I, I let not being an absolutely perfect candidate fit deter me from applying in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. And it makes, it just makes me wonder like how many, um, organizations are missing out on people that could really be helping and moving them in a better direction because of that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like there, there's, there's so many requirements in like entry level jobs that you need a bachelor's degree of some sort, <laughs> or even again, like I said, in, in my old job, um, you know, like most people came from a library sciences background. I don't have a library sciences background and I didn't mm. need a library sciences background to do that job, you know, just like, because I have, I have an understanding of kind of like how, they use information and like structure concepts in this one particular way. And that's, you know, just kind of, yeah, it, it's not something that you necessarily need that, but I understand why you would be looking for candidates with that background. But at the same time, you know, if that, if that had been the job requirements when I had applied for that job back in 2006 or whatever it was, mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't have applied because I've been like, well, I don't have a fucking Mm -hmm. library sciences masters there's this is ludicrous um but you know that that wasn't there at the time it was just kind of like yeah uh part of it was that the position grew it was a more entry-level position at the time but part mm -hmm. of it was also just like value stuff where we're not gonna let that this person doesn't have a university degree uh keep us from inviting him in for an interview that kind of stuff so yeah and something i'm really appreciating and i'm starting to see more and more is that and, you know, it'll say like uh, undergraduate degree, et cetera, et cetera, so many years of experience or uh, a combination of mm -hmm. experience. And, and I'm seeing even more lived experience, mm. which is so valuable. Um, and I realize like I have a lot of like uh, street savvy, for lack of a better way of putting <laughs> it, right? Like I have a lot of like lived experience. I don't have a master's degree. Um, and and I, I'm starting to see organizations understand how valuable that is rather than the academic side of things. And, you know, certainly if you're in engineering or something that requires a lot of technical skill or, you know, medicine, things like that, then yeah, sure, you should have that like really deep well. But I think there's a lot of different things like exactly to your point that can be learned relatively quickly um, 
but if the values and everything are there, then like that, it's you know kind of the sky's the limit. And it's interesting because the woman who sent me the job posting was telling me yesterday um, that when she applied for her job, it it had said a master's degree was part of the deal, and she doesn't have one. Um, but she was encouraged to apply anyway, and she ended up getting the gig. And I know yeah. that thing that I just did is going to make an awful noise, and I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear it? Okay, good. No. Never mind. <laughs> it's like this little kind of rickety standing desk thing situation uh. that I have. Sometimes it kind of goes, bop, 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 and I worry the mic is picking it up. But anyway, perfectionism, yada, yada. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of juicy, interesting, daunting, mm-hmm. um, all the different things. And that what we were discussing a little bit in one of the breakout rooms this morning um, was when to push and when to pause. And I'm somebody who, when I get excited about it, something, I'll just push and push and push until I drop dead on the floor, right? So... <laughs> Um, I need to learn right now, like this, I'm feeling it in my body, this real need for rest and like, um, not doing my typical Sunday. I'm just going to schedule all the things and then I cancel half of them before Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I almost <laughs> bailed on something last night. Um, so, so as I said, I started, uh, on this, on this film set last week. Um, and so that was interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, mm-hmm. um, Everything that I was told about how, you know, not actually glamorous any of this is very true. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's a very dark, very cold, mostly concrete studio. And we're just in there with the lights out all day because, you know, we're filming. And so, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a lot of kind of like sitting around and like being a little bit bored <laughs> and then like doing 15 minutes of work and then sitting around for 20 minutes again and then doing like a little chunk of work. Um, but it is really, really neat to see, you know, like, like when you're, when you're on set and you're like, oh, like while we're kind of looking at this stuff, it's like, oh man, this is really obviously like a modem with its guts kind of strung out, (laughs) splayed across the wall here or whatever. But then when it's all being filmed and it comes in in 4k and it's lit with this like kind of blue green eerie wash or whatever, it's like shit that actually looks like a spaceship like it's really really neat um so so yeah so so that but um the the upshot to that is i was gonna say it has been fuck probably 15 years since i did like the only the only other time i've done 10 hours on my feet is hiking like it has been a long time since I worked retail and I have been sitting my cushy little ass in a cushy little desk for, you know, a decade and a half. And so, yeah, I like after three days of, of 10 hours a day on my feet, I was like, I am so, so tired Mm -hmm. on, on Sunday. I was just like super conked and, um, yeah. And, and just like, I got a, I got to get that rest in, uh, cause yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, it, it had just been too long. Um, there was some, I brought that up for a specific reason. I was going to link it back to what you said, and then I forgot what you said. So <laughs> do you remember what you were talking about before this? Um, about. It's just something about being tired. Um, oh, about like knowing when to push and when to pause, like when, right. to, when yeah, to stop. Yeah. yeah. When to give your, your body the rest that it needs. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're not used to that kind of work. And um, I remember when I did like stills on Lloyd the Conqueror, that was like. Oh my God. I remember saying to a friend afterwards, she was like, how'd you love it? And I was like, I can't move. 
(laughs) I was basically just like lying in my bed for two days afterwards, like just kind of like, oh, like why does it? Yeah, what's going on there? You know, and I was you know younger then when I did that, but yeah, it's uh, it's a different way of working, and and those um, those pauses, yeah, like when you're not doing anything, that's really hard. Because ADHD brain too, like totally, give, me, yeah. give me something to fucking do, right? Give me something to think about. Give me something to get jazzed about. And you're like, okay, there's no breathing. We're filming right now. Like you could, like, shh, you know, <laughs> quiet. And it's like, yeah, I found that <laughs> that stuff was like really challenging. I could see why you'd be exhausted even after mm-hmm. three days of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do they have like apple boxes or anything or like little? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of kind of stuff. I, I had a chair uh, the second day. I did I wasn't thinking enough um, space-wise the first one uh, to kind of like figure out where to situate myself for that. But I did second day. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny because like when I got you to reiterate what you were talking about, I remembered and then it disappeared again just as fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like literally I, I just like you, you, you started and I remembered and I was like, ah, my pen and paper. And I was like, fuck, I didn't get my pen and paper out today like I usually do because that's like I have that like flash of one second. And of course, I don't want to interrupt. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, I better write this down. So let me uh, let me let me loudly open up my drawer here and get a, a pencil and some paper. So the next time I remember what it is I was going to bring up, I can uh, successfully relate it to you. So. <laughs> See, you're probably your your brain is probably a little bit, you know, frazzled too because you mm-hmm. you know you just did something for three days that you're not used to doing. Right. I just I just remembered for the third time what it was. So <laughs> all of this is to say, um, I was very much enjoying my my Monday yesterday of just like I, I was just woke up pretty early seven or eight in the morning and just started working I was just listing all day and I was still going and just kind of like this is just going to be my whole day today is just listing and I was kind of in this little like fugue um and then my Mm. alarm went off to remind me that I had rehearsal and I haven't had uh I haven't had a rehearsal with any of my improv groups for 18 months now and so I was just like at rehearsal last night just just being like yeah, like, I really don't know if I'm, like, here right now or if I'm just kind of daydreaming this because mm. it's been so long. And also, I've just been in a daze. Like, I've just been doing one thing all day and, and not talking to people. And it just felt very weird. Um, mm. But, yeah, like, that that exhaustion had hit me so much last night that when my alarm went off, I was just like, this fucking shit <laughs> oh, fuck's sake i gotta fucking leave the house for this bullshit and i was like jordan you haven't you haven't done improv with this group of people in like a year and a half these are your friends you should be like excited to see them you haven't seen anybody all day but i was just so tired that i was just like i gotta go do a thing i like with people <laughs> i care about <laughs> <laughs> whoa is me yeah exactly yeah just uh just i'm definitely feeling the the exhaustion lately is is what i was where, where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel you. Cause it's like, what, where's the, where's the line, right? Like, where do I say, okay, this truly is a time that I need to like get into like some self-care mode. But when it's something like that, that is so rejuvenating for you and it's like yes. community and it's something you care about, then yeah, sometimes pushing through is a good idea, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to make sure you're resting buffers of rest, like all the way around that right yeah like i mean it was it was fun i was glad i went i would have enjoyed it more i think if we were all just like sitting around in a jacuzzi 
instead that, that would have, you know, like get, get the social element, but just like, ah, just like chill out ah, in the pool spa. Oh, my weary bones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about dry saunas, Robbie? I'm curious. Um, I, I think I went to one briefly and I think there's one like in, here in Kitsilano, if I'm mm-hmm. remembering, uh, I can't sit in it for very long. Mm. I love the concept of it, especially when it's cold, that it's supposed to warm up your center and let you sweat. Yeah. There's a couple of different reasons that doesn't work for me. One is, you know, ADHD, and I just can't quite sit, <laughs> sit in it. And the other is being a woman of a certain age going through menopause. And it's like, do I really, if do I want to have a hot flash yeah, while I'm in the sauna? <laughs> so that it's like a supersonic hot flash? Or do I want to maybe not do that? So... Um, yeah. Why did you bring that up, Jordan? Are you going for a sauna? No, I was just curious. Um, that was actually something I did, uh, kind of discover right before the pandemic hit. That was like January, February, 2020. I was like, oh, there's like a dry sauna place not too far from me. It's pretty cheap. And yeah, I was like really enjoying that. Um, I'm not, I could take or leave steam rooms, hot tubs. I like, uh, dry saunas. That's my shit for sure. Cause Mm. the temperature gets up to like 200 and and you just melt like the guy at the end of raiders the lost ark what's you know what's funny is that like steam rooms are like sign me up i will i will just yeah. sit there and i'm just like ah humidity and i'll just like <laughs> i don't care that my hair is like this big or whatever i'm just like ah you know and there's like water dripping on the side of the things i'm just like stoked with that yeah jacuzzis no because yeah i just no germs yeah, I did actually get a, a leg infection once from um, oh my god from from a jacuzzi when I was in journalism school, and it got so bad I ended up having to go to an emerge because I was lugging around my laptop and my camera and all that stuff, and it was on the outside of my hip where the infection had taken hold. And at first I thought, well, my hip is just getting bruised from all this shit, like smacking yeah. against it all the time. And then it started to turn into something really sinister looking. And then I ended up like going to the, uh, whatever, I think it was the Sheldon Samir. It wasn't like the ER, but like, yeah, they were like, uh, have you been in a hot tub recently? And I was like, yeah, about a month ago. And they were like, oh my God. (laughs) So antibiotics and ointment and all that stuff. And yeah, that was funny. It was like a classic. (laughs) So I'm actually kind of, um, yeah, I'm a little bit uh hesitant now and i even got something of an infection swimming uh in a public pool a couple years ago (laughs) i'm just like prone to it i don't know for some reason i think i would be a little gun shy about that stuff after the gangrene tub too i think (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't like it wasn't even like a sketchy like it was like a friend yeah like it was really nice house and everything (laughs) and there was no reason for me but it was just like that little microbe that was in there that nobody else went near anybody else and went oh there she is we like that kind of um were they not chlorinating it (laughs) yeah no they were like that's the thing it was clean it's just like there was just one little bit like or maybe it was on the outside or i don't know but yeah i just i have a kind of misfortune that way and that's part of what i'm talking to my doctor about because my Mm. um there's a certain uh Thing that I'm kind of really low on right now and it's the thing that fights infections mm. and it's been low the last two rounds of blood work that she's done for me uh, so it's a bit of an issue because I've had you know the both the vaccines and mm-hmm. then the the shingles vaccine and um, things I should actually be elevated in that regard I should be like right in juicy fighting mode but that's uh 
It's not. So that's one of the reasons that I'm really focused on rest because even probably getting on a bus right now, I would just like be susceptible to whatever's like, aside from COVID, anything else that's going on around out mm-hmm. there. So I just don't want to like, yeah, put myself at risk. So it's, it kind of sucks sometimes. I just kind of feel like I do all the things right. Mm. You know, like I eat really well. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I, I've taken, you know, any kind of like toxins and bad things out of my life. I, you know, do my best to meditate. I do guided stuff. I try to get enough sleep, which sometimes is elusive for me, you know, and still my body just goes like when I get something, I don't I think I told you this. I got mono twice. Nobody gets mono <laughs> twice. I got mono twice in my fucking thirties. You, you got duo. I got like the double mono. And I remember at the time I was like, life is unfair. <laughs> Like, because I had it first in my 20s. I didn't get it in high school. I got it in my 20s and then got it again in my 30s when I was freelancing. And it's just like, (laughs) like, what the hell? Like, and I remember somebody introduced me to the idea of pot brownies at that time. And because I didn't want to keep taking Tylenol 3s because it really hurts when you have mono. Sure. Hurts like hell. Um, So a friend of mine was bringing me pot cookies. And so I would just like eat those and then just go back to bed for (laughs) three days and then get up and eat something. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, you're pretty healthy though. You don't. Really uh, have, yeah, uh, you, you know, like I said, well, we we've talked a little bit in the last while about uh, about my my uh, snacking being a little bit um, uh, off the charts lately. But mm. beyond that, you know, same thing: not drinking, not smoking. Uh, I I try to exercise every day, and I'm usually pretty good about that. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's it's that siren song of the McChicken. You know, at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I salt and vinegar chips for me. Those barbarous cheesies. I've kind of weaned myself out those, and even Pringles. And I mm. know they're so bad. I don't have them very often, but it's because they're all formed, and you know exactly what you're getting, and you don't mm-hmm. get that stupid fucking chip shrapnel that you do with the bags <laughs> of chips, where you like get halfway through the bag and it's just crumbs, and you can't even mm-hmm. eat them, and they just. Ugh. Um, and for the listeners, cause you can't see what I just did. I just kind of did this thing with my hand where I was like, Bleh. you know, when shit just gets <laughs> all over your face. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like you should be able to have things that give you pleasure and joy. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, if that's a chocolate bar, then okay. I, I don't like this puritanical approach to living either. You know, that says right. you, you can't have fruit or you can't have this. Like I tried doing that and I think it actually, caused harm to my metabolism a couple of years ago because I tried to go on these really strict eating things and I got sick. My thyroid was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I ended up like having to do this other kind of, oh man. Yeah. I wonder if that is kind of something that affects folks with ADHD more um, in terms, you know, just kind of weird, random little health things. And, like there's probably yeah. not... I feel like um, maybe not. Sorry, my phone's ringing. One sec, I gotta hang this up. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe uh, not necessarily specific. It, it, it's not like ADHD people are necessarily maybe more prone to health uh, uh, catch-all fad kind of stuff, whatever. Mm. Um, but more like we do tend to have these like little hyper fixations on things. Um, and Mm. because there is like a steady, there's a steady bubbling stream of, you know, 
content and, and media and stuff like that out there that's that's aimed at making us feel bad about how our bodies look <laughs> and so so if you know the combination of like that and and being mm. a person who has a body image fixation it kind of maybe makes it bubble up in a whole bunch of different forms over time in the form of like you know uh, I'm I'm gonna do the South Beach diet, or I'm gonna start mm. CrossFit, or I'm gonna you know do whatever sort of like thing I feel like I need to do to punish myself for for eating. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, and it's for pretty much for as long as I can remember, even from like my early teen years, um, that that my body was seen as something that needed to always be improved upon and sculpted and made smaller. Um, and I know that that's like incredibly toxic. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, my mom received all those messages too, after having sure. five kids and like crash diets and all that stuff. And, um, and I even witnessed her at time, like really depriving herself of food to the point where she didn't look healthy. And I, I it just, I know there's lots of people doing advocacy around that right now. And I, I think that's really important. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that, like, I think I'm pretty at peace, like, with what I'm eating these days, so, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of eating what I need. I had some treats on the weekend, because whatever, Halloween, they're giving out free coffee, Chris, right. so I'm going to say yes to that shit. Um, not that we went trick-or-treating, we didn't go trick-or-treating, because <laughs> I, I don't even dress up, I don't have the energy. Did you? Did you do anything? Did I go trick or treating? No, I didn't. Go <laughs> no, but did you put on a costume or go like and mingle? Uh, or... No, um, I sat. Uh, I, I just, I just chilled out alone. I think I did some work that night. Um, yeah, it was mm. pretty quiet. Uh, Where's yeah, any? I haven't even, even, even when, um, you know, if, 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 um. COVID wasn't happening right now, I probably wouldn't be out on Halloween anyway. Mm. Uh, I, I think I've talked about it before on the show, but I tend to not go out on like civilian right. uh, party days. Yeah, your Halloween's, <laughs> your New Year's is your St. Paddy's. <laughs> I think you're kind in calling them civilians because we used to call them amateur night back in the day. <laughs> when I worked in bars, I was like, oh God, here they come. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Uh, when I see somebody who like has some kind of really creative, cool costume in the neighborhood we live in there, you know, people decorate their homes and that's kind of a big deal. And, um, I'm, I'm always really kind of reverent to that. I'm like, Oh, you took mm-hmm. all the, wow, you did all that. And it's, you know, <laughs> you're taking your kid out and I just think it's so impressive. Um, but yeah, I've never really been able to like plan and execute something like really interesting and my mom's has made me a couple costumes like over the years that have been kind of interesting back in the day but yeah now it's kind of like eh, i'm too old for that shit i did see somebody dressed as the dude and i was like ah oh, the dude abides nice I haven't seen that one in a while I saw him out in the street you know with his kids i was like oh that's nice. cool because at first i was like why is that guy in a robe and i was like oh it's the dude <laughs> um but yeah, going to parties and stuff like that, competing for anything doesn't really mm, seem that mm. exciting to me either. Like, I know there's always those competitions, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like, why? I don't know. I do like uh, competing, bobbing for apples. I've just, I've just oh. got a big old mouth on me. So, you know. <laughs> do they <laughs> like still do that? Breath, I used to please. love that when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've, uh, I've definitely done that. Um, I remember my, my 30th birthday, um, we were bobbing for beers at the end of the night after all the <laughs> ice in the cooler had melted. Um, that was pretty funny. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bobbing for beers, hey? Oh, mm-hmm. to be 30. <laughs> 
when your metabolism yeah. can handle that sort of thing. <laughs> and it doesn't take you a week to recover. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious mm-hmm. about something. Um, I'm just kind of curious how you're feeling after your like rush with fame and all of your recent media appearances <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Oh boy. Um, you want to talk about that stuff? Sure. I mean, it is interesting because I I feel kind of in a in a more philosophical or spiritual way, like the uh, the f- the fleeting nature of attention, right? And and that that is not something to organize yourself around. Um, and I think a lot of people do organize themselves around that via social media. Um, but mm. uh, it was, it was you know, the particular thing with the CBC, you know, and I, I know I went off about that, like the whole time when we were sitting on... Why, whatever uh, do you mean? <laughs> my couch, just like, whoa. Because I was in it. It was the same day that it happened. And now I have a little bit of space from it. Um, and, and yeah, I do feel like... Uh, that kind of thing does happen with a fair amount of consistency. And, you know, a few different people have told me that they're often misquoted and they just move on. Um, and, and, and yeah, I do feel like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Like, and if I'm, I'm going to be putting myself out there more then I need to prepare myself for that. And maybe, um, if somebody wants to do an interview with me in my home on a Saturday afternoon to maybe, um, ask a few more questions about, what they are like, what their angle is and that sort of Mm. thing, because, um, with journalism and especially with web content being at the speed and volume that it is, um, Mm -hmm. people pretty much already have their angle sorted usually before they've sent anybody to talk to you. Uh, so it's not going to be like an hour of, or even two hours of like really long form conversation, like anything like we would do on a podcast. Right. Uh, so for future time, so for the second time that it happened when the global radio station in Toronto, when she wanted to talk to me, I was a little more prepared for that. And I had sort of thought a little bit more about what I, what I wanted to talk about and, you know, make sure I get a podcast plug in there (laughs) and like, kind of like have my PR hat on. Um, and yeah, it it was good. And, but it, it is, uh, we are kind of in this, the soundbite age, right? So it's like, even if you spend 20 minutes talking to someone, there may only be two minutes of that that's used uh, in in the story. Um, and I know this, like from having done it and having been the person who's kind of had to run out and, you know, talk to people and like try to make a narrative out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, without having the luxury of doing proper research. And um, so when people are kind of, you know, coming in with the best intentions of wanting to raise awareness... And I think you did mention that intention versus impact, right? Like it was, it was really alarming for me because I I was being portrayed as somebody who was unemployable and had all kinds of uh, struggles. Um, and that's not true. Right. So, I mean, I did, I did turn it around pretty quickly and I really appreciate the way that you framed that for me because that most people wouldn't do that. Mm. Um, they would just be like, okay, I'm not going near Twitter for a month. Cool. <laughs> Um, but I, I think more than anything that it's, I'm just glad that the conversations are happening, but you know, I think I said something about this on Instagram yesterday. It's like, yes, awareness months, yada, 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 that's all fine. But the systems that are causing the harm are still in place. Mm -hmm. People are still not getting the help that they need. Counseling is still not readily available. I talked to a woman in my cohort who has been, she's like six months into a waiting list with another year and a half to get like an assessment. Um, and so if you don't have the financial means to like access it right away, 
Um, there's a there's a shit ton of barriers, and those shouldn't be there. Everyone should have access to decent care. In this mm-hmm. country that you know we claim to have universal health care, um, it's not universal by any stretch of the imagination. So I kind of frame it as that now. It's just like, yeah, I had to kind of put myself out there, but it was never really about me, and that makes it um, less prickly. Right. You know. Um, and yeah, like everybody moves on within minutes, <laughs> right? you know, the personal responsibility attack dogs were all over that story. Uh, and then an ADHD coach got in there and he was just marketing <laughs> like, I saw, like the night before. Um, so after you and I had talked, I went back yeah. the next morning, even though I said I wasn't going to look at it again to see what <laughs> of was course, going on. Of course you did. <laughs> and by that point there was like 60 comments on this thing and there was some dude in there, like, he's a, you know, he's a coach, and I've heard his name before, um, but all he was doing was, like, perpetually posting, like, come to my website and do this, and look this, and when I do this, and da, 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 da. and some of what he does, I think, is really meaningful work in trying to create um, advocacy, especially at the, the the schooling level and the education system, and I think that's really good work, but, like, it was so clear that all he was doing was just trying to <laughs> drive traffic. Uh, that the moderators just shut the comment thread down altogether. And I was like, Oh, geez. Yeah. Awkward, you know? <laughs> like, um, but I did see that there were people that, you know, were in there responding to things that were just being deliberately divisive or whatever. And I think that that's good. Hey, this actually reminds mm. me of something that's kind of exciting that CBC did. Oh, okay. That they have just shut down all comments altogether on their Facebook page. No shit. Yeah. Just like, no, um, the mental health of our staff is at risk. We're just tired of the hate. We're tired of people doing all these nasty things. Um, It's not, they did a a trial of it and it didn't affect their web traffic at all. Um, Because I mean, Facebook's now like a closed entity anyway. It's not like people go off there to, so I just thought, well, that's juicy. Um, well, you know, it's like if, if most people never read past the headline in the first place and all the people that are arguing on Facebook have clearly only read the headline, then, yeah, it makes sense that you're not getting any click throughs from Facebook. <laughs> right. And it's all and that's all it was doing is, you know, associate producers and the people that have to monitor that were just in tears all the time because people were just being ruthless and journalists were having their not just their integrity, but their safety. Like, yeah. like death threats, you know, and people like trying to dox them and find out where they live mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's just horrible. Um, so I was glad to see that that stand being taken, you know, just like, nope, that's a hard no on that. And yeah, sure, they want people hanging around on their website because that's their land, right? Like that's their property, so to speak. Um, so I, I say, yeah, I wish more do organizations they still have native comments on the CBC site then? Yeah, you have to sign okay. in and you have to create an account and you have to right. like have a full name. You can't just be like random guy six seven hate, you know, whatever, like <laughs> you know, or just mm-hmm. um so yeah, that I think that that it just kind of, you know, it's always on my mind how um how we communicate with each other, how much harm is being caused in certain circles on social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like to see organizations just saying, yeah, no, no, we're good. I don't think we're going to continue to perpetuate that. But thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. Have fun with Meta or whatever the fuck that thing is. <laughs> Have you looked into that? Uh, I mean, it's just, it, I'm still going to call it Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no interest in... in 
second life or or hanging out, you know, in a virtual world. Um, I wasn't interested when it was on the Wii. Mm. I wasn't interested when it was uh, Second Life. I wasn't interested when it was just hanging out in, in lobby rooms for first-person shooters. I wasn't interested in <laughs> hanging out in WoW when I wasn't actively playing quests or whatever. I don't know. I just, like, yeah... Uh, and especially for like meetings and stuff. Um, again, mm. conference calls suck, but like conference calls where, yeah, I, I just, so if it's, if it's like, oh, well, we don't have to hang out on Zoom anymore and like, and like look at each other. You don't have to worry about like brushing your hair. You can just like put on your virtual meta suit and like get your little avatar instead. And it's like, well, okay. So then if, if mm. all of us have these fake ass avatars and, and can't, actually see whether the other person is even at the computer in the first place then why are we even bothering at that just go back to a fucking audio only conference call mm -hmm. like what is the point if you're if you're not actually like like what what is what is the advantage to video conferencing after you substitute out something else for the person on the video what is the point who is this for mm -hmm. like I, I just i do not get it yeah like I know I've, I've never embraced VR and I think there's a lot of, there's like serious social ramifications to all of it, right? Like the more that mm. people do that, the less likely they are going to be able to have empathy in real life towards other living people. So it's easier to harm people if you have no empathy for them, right? Like that's the big challenge for me. Even if, even if it is like, oh yeah, sure, we're putting on this little cutesy suit to have a meeting, then you don't see your colleague as a real human being anymore. You see them as somebody who's just like a means to an end to, you know, create mm. content. It's super problematic. And I, I, I have seen like a couple of the videos like circulating of, um, of uh, Zuckerberg and some of his senior staff, they almost look robotic in the way that they're delivering the message. He's doing this thing where he's like, I'm putting my hands up here to show you yeah. emphasis. And the person he's talking to is like, yes, and so am I. And we are talking very excitedly about something. And it's just like, oh my God, people don't talk like that. Even journalists it, don't talk like that. Like who is coaching you people on how to present yourself on camera? It looks horrible. Well, see, yeah. and that's that's what's so weird about this whole thing, though, is is I, I I there's like this whole onion of cynicism and image management around this stuff, where mm. it's like, yeah, that's like this really fucked up, uncanny valley way for them to behave. On the other hand, you're talking about this thing that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Mm. So was this like, was this a deliberate choice to like, hey, we should seem like really wooden uh, when we're delivering this, um, mm. you know, both as maybe like a tongue in cheek kind of joke about about how we are going to this virtual platform. But also, you know, like as a way to get eyes who like hate clicks, basically. Uh -huh. um, and so by way of analogy, um, so there's there's this one uh, this one realtor that has bus benches all around where I live, southeast Calgary. Mm. And basically, what he does on each one is he'll misspell something. Every every single bus bench ad that he takes out, something is misspelled. Uh, uh, real estate is misspelled. House is misspelled. Client is misspelled. Something like this. Mm. And so you know, at first it was like, oh, look at that. The guy, like, this guy couldn't fucking hit spell check before he spent whatever kind of money you spend to get a bus bench printed. Um, but then when I saw a second one that had a different typo, I was like, fuck, this is a strategy. This mm. guy is, this guy has figured out how to get people to post his bus benches on Instagram for free. 
He doesn't have to pay anyone for advertising, but he's getting all these like, hey, look at this fucking dummy that doesn't know how to spell real estate. Mm. Uh, and, then they, and then they post that on Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever. And of course, because it's a business and it's an ad, there's not the... Um, uh, the kind of desire to necessarily like divorce it from the person. Whereas if, if, if like if, if I, if, if someone took a picture of somebody riding the bus that was wearing a, a, a goofy shirt or whatever, they might like, they, they would take pains to not identify that person, but just like, here's the t-shirt. The t-shirt itself is what funny, but when it's an ad or somebody is paying to put their message in public space, it's like, no, let's keep this mm. asshole's name on it so everybody can see what a fucking idiot this guy is. But again, uh, I, th- I think he's actually much smarter than anyone's giving him credit for. So anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe Vancouver realtors probably don't want to be, um, anyway, I won't go into that whole thing, but, um, um, really interesting, Jordan. I hadn't looked at it that way. Um, because I certainly, I don't reshare, you know, I, it's kind of like, I see it, you know, through Twitter or whatever. And I'm sure. like, oh, good grief. But yeah, I think that is like, there. <laughs> there's always going to be a strategy in an organization of that size. So it, yeah, it's probably, because I thought they were trying to humanize themselves more by the way that they were talking, but maybe it was something different because we are, yeah, we are talking about it, even though I don't. I haven't had a Facebook account since 2014. Yeah, and and you or I both have no plans to use this service or or involve it in any way in our lives. And yet, again, here we are talking about it. So something's working. Right. (laughs) Good PR strategy, Zuckerberg. What else? Um... Yeah. You know, I'm beginning to think that, uh, that, that, that he put all that sunscreen on on purpose. All the sunscreen? Oh, it just there was that picture of him wakeboarding in Hawaii a couple years ago, where he's like like white as a ghost because he has like like a fistful of sunscreen on his face. <laughs> but you know what? The- I, I I saw a couple people actually go as that for Halloween this year, just just like paint their faces sheet white and then like put the hoodie on and carry the surfboard or whatever. So oh my goodness, yeah. well that's that's actually what zinc oxide does. I don't know if you know that. You don't need a lot of it. That's why, like, even if I use it, like, my pale Scottish skin, if I put it on my nose, my nose turns white, even if I use just a tiny bit. So it is kind of funny that he probably did overdo it, but, like, zinc oxide, and then as soon as it comes into water, it creates this white kind of uh, chalky, and, Uh, yeah. Okay, that explains it then. Yeah, I I just, I always, it's funny, just because of the age that I am, um, because I I first became aware of zinc as a sunscreen thing in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, mostly in the context of skiing. Mm. They would always have like all the spring skiing stuff. And of course, everything was very uh, uh, neon and bright at the time. And so every time I ever saw zinc, it was like fluorescent pink on, on people's noses and stuff like that. Right. So I didn't even realize that uh that it, that it whitened like that oh yeah especially <laughs> when it comes into contact with water it's hilarious just you should go to kit's pool in july and august yeah and just all the yoga mummies have like white streaky <laughs> stuff like oh, it's pretty funny <laughs> the 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 ouzo of sunblock yeah ouzo oh yeah right when you add water to ouzo yeah it gets all cloudy and white oh my goodness yeah i remember that in greece <laughs> like it being like 18 19 years old and just getting blotto and that stuff because it was like super high in alcohol. And I was like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> Tastes like licorice. It's like candy. It's like yep. <laughs> six of them later, passed out face down at the hostel. Bye. <laughs> Good times. You know what we watched last night, actually? Not last night, the night before. was the was the documentary about um, Leonard Cohen and Marianne mm. when they were on the Greek island of Hydra. That just reminded me of that. Have you seen it? No. Hmm? 
Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't really see a whole lot of movies. Um I'm trying to think of if there's anything I've seen lately, but I don't I don't think I have. Uh yeah. <laughs> mm. Just not not a movie guy. Oh. Not even like like what about limited series, stuff like that? Not not down? Uh sometimes. I mean you know, there'll be things that catch my attention and, and I watch them. Um but yeah, like movies have always been something that for me grand total I probably see five, six a year. Like it just, I just don't watch movies for whatever reason. So yeah, that's probably good for your brain. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that it necessarily is. It's not like it's not like I'm consuming, you know, uh, uh, high art. I'm not. I'm not reading, you know, the works of Cicero or whatever. I'm playing fucking video games. I don't know that it's that much better than than uh, movies. In fact, I think it's probably worse than movies. So. <laughs> oh, Jordan, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're being so like intentional with your attention. You're like, whatever. Playing video I am. Games. I'm being very intentional with my attention. I'm just intending it goes somewhere other than a movie. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my like my screen setup too with this pinch nerve. I'm hoping that the way mm. I've been doing this, I don't know if the, the setup that I have is contributing to it. Um you know, I've got everything all kind of elevated. Like I may need an external monitor. I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do. Anyway, just kind of <laughs> trying it back to that because it's all about yeah. me. <laughs> well, this is our show. It is all about us at the end of the day. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I I feel like, I don't know. Um, I know we're like 15 minutes shy. I feel like I'm kind of running out of steam. I don't have much to talk about this week. That's okay. I'm feeling the same. How about you? I'm feeling the yeah. same way, Jordan. And, and <laughs> there's a good chance if you and I are feeling that way, that lots of other folks are too. It's a tiring time of year for a lot of people, the weather changing and everything. So maybe we can just take care of ourselves and say, hey, it was kind of fun to connect and chat. And maybe people yeah. will hear something that resonates for them um, and just kind of leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at you guessed it holy shit i have adhd at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes bye for now and hyper focus on the positive positive. <laughs>